Hey champions, this is Asit. So I was struggling to find topics to talk about on these podcasts. I've done so many podcasts now. I'm slowly running out of ideas. And a lot of my thoughts are are mainly on the next set and releasing the next set. And eventually we'll start doing podcasts around that soon. But I thought this was a good time to do a deep dive into some of the flavors of the world of Jaylara. Uh, so we've gone over the champions in previous podcasts and if you haven't listened to those go check them out it's a good place to start especially if you haven't uh if you're still trying to look at which champion to play with or if you want to try something new that you haven't done before so those are our podcasts that lionel and i jumped into and we talked about the pros and cons of each champion and now i thought it was a good time to talk about the cities within jaylara and how they came to be so to do that it only makes sense to start with the one that started it all and that's this should so for each city i wanted to talk about three key factors and then one tiny little bonus thing that i'll throw in for fun so the three factors i want to cover are the origins of the city the politics and how those affiliations of the city tie into the politics the third is the flora, fauna, and some of the living conditions about living in the city. And then, just for kicks, I want to talk about why we picked the HE for that city. Uh, looking back on it, I mean, I've spent a lot of time deciding what the right HE is for each affiliate for each city, and I kind of want to highlight that. I'm very proud of what I did there, so I think it'd be kind of cool to talk about that. So let's jump into the origins of Vishud. So the humans of Jailara started in the area that we know as Vishud now. So during, during those early years, as they developed language, art, and survival skills, this land was strong and lush. There was plenty of creatures to hunt, a lot of vegetation to live off of, and there weren't a lot of threats for the humans. However, as the humans grew in number, they started becoming a little bit more ambitious and they started to savage the land a lot more. So after decades of taking advantage of the land, the area started to become harsh, dry and bitter. Hunting became more difficult and finding clean sources of water were more sparse. At this time, a small group of these people, believing that there could be better life somewhere else, started to drift away and they went off and they eventually created the city of Vahis. And we'll talk about more of that journey when we get into their podcast. But eventually the people of Vahis wanted to reclaim the original home and consolidate all the people of Vishud and Vahis under one rule. So this challenged the belief of the people of Vishud who have spent so long under this harsh climate defining who they were as individuals and who they were as a tribe. And that's when the war began. And this war between Vishud and Vahis damaged the land between them so badly and that nothing could grow in that area anymore. And this area between the two of them is called the no man's land. So now where we are today the people of Vishud and the people of Vahis are constantly at war with each other trying to fight for their way of life so what are the politics of Vishud so looking at how they were they went from a very safe place to live to a very harsh climate and they eventually elected one person to be a chief now 
at this current moment, Malik is the chief of Vishut. But he doesn't believe it's his job to tell his people what to do. He views himself as a source of guidance and support for the decision the tribe wants to make. So he is there to help lend a hand whenever they're trying to make a decision. If there's a crossroads, he will make the final call. But the day-to-day -day operations of the city is decided to the people who it impacts the most, the people of Vishud. Malik believes in that autonomy of each person and wants them to decide what is best for them. And this is where that Thymos chaos blend shines the most in the tribe. Thymos itself is about following your gut instinct and your personal belief over an objective view or a submissive view of the world, right? They want to do, they say, you know, this in my heart, this is what I believe is true. And that's what they follow. While chaos wants political anarchy. So not anarchy in the sullied sense that we think of it as in like complete destruction and ruining everything. But no, this idea that there shouldn't be a true governing system. There is no real leader in the structure. So Vishu, uh, even though Malik is a chief, quote unquote, he doesn't make a lot of the deci decisions of the city. He's more of a protector. He is the person they go to when they need a decision made, but he isn't the one who's constantly enforcing his view upon his people. So these two affiliations come together to create a political system where there is no real higher authority and the people are left to govern themselves. But when a final decision needs to be made, Malik is there to do that. So what is the flora, fauna, and living conditions of Vishud? So Vishud is a very barren wasteland in a lot of ways. To the west are the Inferno Pits. And the, this is an area we'll dig into as we get in deeper and deeper into uh, the world of Jalar. But the Inferno Pits lead to an underworld that is unsuitable for humans to really delve into. It is hot. It is temp like it's just very destructive and there are a lot of monsters and creatures beyond anything the people of Vishud really have to deal with. These th creatures stay in the heat of the Inferno Pits. So all the people of Vishud stay away from that area to the best of their abilities. And then to the east is No Man's Land and this is the area that cuts them off from Vod Hiss. Uh, and then to the north are the mountains and then on the south are the swamps. So the land that the Vishud encampment rests on is a dry climate, climate with a very barren vegetation. A lot of these people survive off of ancient methods of hunting for the food. Uh, the core source of water would come from streams or small oases that they find. Uh, but this is a very harsh area to live in. There isn't a whole lot there. When they have their summers, they're very dry and very hot summers. And their winters are very, very cold and piercing you see this in the artwork of malik in a way uh where it's just a very difficult area to live in so that's the area of Ishid. now let's explain a little bit about the primordial force so this card was originally called ancient evil but we changed it because we didn't want to have this connotation that Vishud's evil in a sense but the primordial force is one of the oldest creatures that walks the land and it's the representation of pure raw power and that's something the Vishud people respect there the way they show strength isn't by secrets misdirections or lies they're not the 
think a few steps ahead of their opponent they want to just come in and hit and when they hit they want to hit hard they are the brute force of the of all the cities and malik represents this really well and so does idris in a lot of ways she may not be uh the highest hitting character out there malik hits for more rain hits for more but however if you compare her to the other mages, the other people with high aura costs, uh, high aura capacities, like Nubia and like Kendra, she is, her core ability is to hit someone from anywhere for two. It's a decent amount of damage for very stable cost. So this is the whole thing. Primordial Force isn't a trump card you play. It's not a strategical card you play. When you play it, it comes out and it's scary. And that is what Vishud's about. So that's Vishud. We'll cover the other uh, cities in the upcoming podcasts. Some ending announcements. Uh, so first off, Genesis is coming to Toronto. And I'm really excited about this. We're having our first open house at Manipool, which is on the West End close to High Park. And that's on April 20th. Uh, we know it's during the Easter holidays, so if you can't come, just let us know, and we'll aim to have another event in Toronto soon. But if you're in the Toronto area, please come support us. Come in for the open house. It's a completely free event. Uh, play in a tournament and walk away with some, some prizes. So I hope to see everyone there. Besides that, we have GriffCon coming up this weekend in Guelph. So we're hosting a few tournaments, uh, and then we're having a booster draft. Booster so the other tournaments are free the booster draft is going to be 15 dollars instead of the normal 20 dollars cost so you're saving yourself five bucks getting yourself a fun draft and then walking away some prizes outside of that the event page is fully up to date now so if you want to play genesis any given weekend this month i'm pretty happy to announce that there's going to be events running every single day the every weekend multiple cities i know in brampton they're running every single sunday in brantford they're running every single saturday woodstock's running some events so is cambridge so check out the event page and then lastly our new promo has hit uh it is april it is a new month so this month is raha so if you want to get yourself one of the gold, 2019 gold stamped rahas come out to one of the events and have a chance of winning here so that's everything for this week's cast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, bye.